Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, and I am beyond grateful that you're listening with me on this interesting episode, um, time-sensitive episode, because I'm in the process of taking in some new information and new light on kind of things that have happened to me that I didn't have the words for. And, you know, finding your mojo is very tricky, especially when you are trying to open up an opportunity in life for yourself. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I mean behind that. But if you haven't already, check out my Facebook because Everything in Me FB is where you'll find me. I'll be doing Facebook Lives and videos on there and semi-classes, if you will, as well. I'm moving away from the former platform of the workshops that I was doing because it'll create better access for you guys. And you can check it out whenever you want because you're probably already on Facebook. So check out my Facebook. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I definitely appreciate it for all of you guys who have been following me throughout my journey. Um, I started Everything in Me January of 2020, and it was a big deal because it is a vulnerable spot for me. It is a place for me to be raw, uncanny, um, genuine, and um, it's definitely unique for me to do that. (laughs) I think more than ever, it's simply because I felt like I didn't have a place. I felt like, you know, I had tried different avenues to um, mix and mingle, if you will, with social media, but I didn't really feel like it was authentic. So now that I have everything in me, it's definitely a genuine space. And if you haven't already, check out my other podcasts because they feature really great people and um, different topics that I think a lot of us are either hesitant about talking about or um, we're unsure about how to express ourselves or if maybe we're isolated. We're just literally the only ones with those issues. But I can kid you not, I you're not alone. <laughs> so yeah, so take 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 my word for it. Definitely browse, check them out. Let me know your feedback. I am also including um, questions in some of them and polls in some of them. So I'm looking to expand kind of access to you guys and interacting with you guys. And so it would definitely, I would definitely appreciate it if you are listening on Spotify to check that out and to um, complete those polls for me because it makes a world of a difference. So finding your mojo. What does that mean? So a mojo or what I call my mojo is my lust for life, my um, energy, my, you know, um, jumpstart, if you will, into tackling things that, you know, previously felt overwhelming, challenging, impossible. Um, It's when I'm achieving the most, when I am looking at obstacles like opportunities. Um, It's definitely a place that I love to be in majority of the time, but I struggle with it because, um, it's very hard to maintain. Sometimes things get at you and it chip at you and it, it becomes almost impossible to, to navigate and get through, but it really takes, um, a different type of mindset and, um, overall just less for life to be able to get through it. And my mojo is something that I look for. And I find that I have it more when I am focused and I am investing in myself and I'm not allowing my circumstances to define me and I'm fueling my, you know, my, my, just my energy, just anything that I'm interested in or I'm trying to accomplish. Once I am paying attention to that, I find that I'm able to have more flexibility in life and feel better about things. And so that's where I'm at right now. For those of you who don't know, I have restarted therapy specifically with a psychiatrist and I am exploring the core traumas and core issues that kind of make up 
who I am and I'm trying to find better ways to understand them and navigate them from a better perspective now that I'm older and um, capable of being able to rationalize and accept um, and process and hopefully heal through all of the things that I've been through because it's been a world a whirlwind of a life. Um, I'm a pretty strong individual, but that doesn't mean I don't have feelings. And that doesn't mean that I don't struggle with things and I still question things. I'm an overanalyzer. So trust me, I am thinking about it already. In um, finding your mojo, um, specifically, I want to talk about right now, um, the world, the professional world. So this is something that I actually listened to Brene Brown's uh, podcast today and she featured, forgive me, I don't have their names on hand, but um, two um, change makers in this, in this spectrum who presented an article about imposter syndrome, which went viral. And um, I had done a, a podcast on imposter syndrome, which I am now learning new information about it and where it's you know originated, what was the concept. Um, it's a very great podcast. I definitely recommend you guys um, checking it out because it's trust me, it's it's phenomenal. Like it's nothing to it's nothing to to to, to play with. Okay, it's definitely something you want to check out. Um, I have the information right here. So it's Jodi Ann Bury and Brachika. Tulsayen. So forgive me if I say that wrong, but it's uh, Brene with them on imposter syndrome. So it's definitely a really great way for you to be able to um, just reprogram your brain because that conversation that they had was truly, truly life-changing, especially for people of color and what that looks like. And, you know, just the gist of it, imposter syndrome is this concept that I don't, um, I don't feel a belonging towards my accomplishments or achievements or environments that I am essentially faking it till I make it completely. And there's no authenticity included. I'm not, um, I'm not welcome. I'm not, I don't value, I don't deserve to be here if you will. Um, but in relearning kind of where that stems from, it was a study from, um, successful white, um, in women in specifically, um, a study done by them. And so, um, there's so much, so much information. I don't even want to really go into it, but anyways, I listened to it, um, finished it today. And there were things that just resonated with me specifically when it comes to professional, the professional world. So where I currently work is an educational college where there are, you know, ranges of people, individuals, backgrounds who have, um, a wide range of education. Now, um, it is predominantly Caucasian individuals kind of running the show, um, you know, overall creating the changes behind the scenes, although there are some opportunities for people of color, but the impact is not great. It's not as great as I would like to see it. And so being included or feeling included is very rare, um, although there has been efforts from the organization to be able to do so. Now, something more specifically that I want to say is that when you as an individual feel whole, feel like yourself, you go into a culture, an environment, a workplace that already has a preset, uh, predefined culture environment, expectation, a standard, if you will. Um, and you don't fit subconsciously, personally, me, um, I, altered 
my authenticity to mimic, to absorb, to um, dim my own light in order to fit in, in order to pass, in order to get by, um, because I saw that the opportunities for me in my authentic self did not align. So what I mean by that, if I just get it real, real simple, is that me and my blackness, my um, Caribbeanness, my um, differentness um, in culture, pers- perception of life, approach, um, tactics, completely differed from what the environment I was walking into, which the standard was very, very much um, white Caucasian who were running the show. And if you've ever been in those environments, you understand very well and you'll learn very quickly how there certain things aren't accepted. So our cultural ner- norms of, for instance, using manners, like I grew up in a world where every morning, um, when you greet someone, you always say, good morning. There's a smile. How are you? You may not go into a deep conversation, but that that's kind of a simple thing. Um, so things like that, weren't necessarily, um, prominent. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of have to read the room and over time being that I had been working there for many, many years now, um, majority of my professional career has been there. Um, you start to diminish the things that are important to you, the things that make you, make you, you know, make you up, um, the things that, allow you to thrive and grow the things that you need in order to fuel yourself. And you start to find ways to continue on with that standard, which is essentially attacking your mojo. So when you find your mojo, usually outside of these, these, these walls or these systems, or maybe you do find it within it where you have this inspirational aha moment, you find that you're, you're dealt with obstacles where you can't share that mojo with, um, different organizations or programs or, um, individuals. And there, there's a subculture that is created because of the fact that, um, because of the fact that we have to figure out how can we have a breather in the midst of this, this uncomfortable standard. And, you know, the conversation in the podcast goes into, you know, great depths of this content, but I wanted to touch on this, on this podcast, because I felt like, um, I personally have experienced this where my mojo was attacked. It was, um, not welcomed. It was encouraged to be, um, altered because it didn't fit in. It was not, it was not something that they wanted to hear about or they wanted to experience. And when people say like, Oh, spread your wings and fly. Oh, you're such, you're such a great individual. You deserve so much more, et cetera, et cetera you, you, you start to question yourself because you're like, well, why hasn't anybody, um, seen this and attempted to, um, you know, embrace it. It's not embraced. It's not enjoyed. It's not loved. And so when it comes to your mojo, there's a lot of things that are working against you, against what you're trying to do against who you're trying to be. And you really have to be careful about protecting that. And, it takes some time to understand, especially when you're in a good space. And and some people call it protecting your peace. But for me, your peace is like the, the comfort blanket that you have, making sure you wash it, making sure you, you keep it fluffed and, and in a good and a safe space. But your mojo is the life. It is the energy that you walk with. It is the, um, individual you, um, 
ideally want to be in every aspect of your every aspect of your life. It is the true version of who you are and what you want to be. And when you are actually, you know, practicing that is when you're able to see exactly um, that mojo in in action. And that's such a beautiful feeling. I've helped, I've definitely felt that um different times in my life where I yearn to be that individual again. I mean, I've invested a lot of time and energy into myself and I've uh, essentially invested a lot more time to others. And the comfortability of others is something that gets in the way a lot of times when it comes to mojo. And you have to be very careful about making sure that you are not conforming and you are choosing to be still your authentic self regardless of the circumstance. So that's something that I definitely want to leave with you guys to think about, to consider, to navigate through, because it does take a while to become more comfortable and recognize those things. And it is a process and timing is everything too. You know, day by day, don't beat yourself up if you're not able to get to that place. But essentially you should get to a place where you're so proud of yourself. You just can't help but, you know, enjoy yourself even more and, you know, show off these, these things that you've worked hard for and that you're currently in the process of designing and developing. Um, I personally have designed myself to be a person that I would completely admire. That's the goal. I mean, something as simple as, for instance, um, I found that in participating in what's called the stand, what I'm calling the standard, which is usually the Caucasian view of how professionalism should be conducted, um, that world, that industry, that that rep- the representation that we see when you're talking about professionals um, or education and educated, all of those sort of things, that individual, um, there are some attributes that I do appreciate, um, specifically communication and thoroughness and a way to um, officially or more effectively explain yourself. Now, this is something that I've experienced um, a lot of individuals have a challenge with because it's not easy to understand the new language or the language of those individuals, the standard and what that means and what is required. There is a learning curve. Um, Personally, I've always liked communications. I've always liked the concept of language and identifying a better way to articulate my words or explain my words and swapping out more common words for more um, specific and a little bit more, um, I don't know, trickier (laughs) words, if you will. And I've had a fascination with just Googling words as soon as I hear them of like, where, when do I use this? What does this even mean? Um, to me, it's, it's a, it's a way for me to educate myself and to allow myself to be versatile and, it's a process. So listening, for instance, to this podcast, there were words that were used that I'm unfamiliar with, but it helped me because the thoughts that I've had, and over time it's always changed, but the thoughts that you may think and the words that you choose to use don't always match up. And so you feel like this, the sense of like, I'm not being heard. It's not making sense. It's not sounding how I'm thinking it. And so in order to alter that, in order to change that, in order to um, become more aligned with who you genuinely want to be, my recommendation is to mimic, to start to learn, to start to um, absorb other individuals in different spaces that you feel completely embody um, 
the behaviors and the way that they are to use their words or articulate their words in a way that you would like to do so, or they say it better than you basically, and you want to copy or adapt those kind of um, length, that language as your own. I've done that over many years. I've had great mentors or part of my dream team who have helped me through that process because it it is tricky to get it right. It is tricky to understand what needs to be said, what, you know, how to say it, when to say it. Um, you know, speaking is different than writing, little things like that. But there is an opportunity for you to really, really, really level up um, the way that you're received by the standard or just people in general. So that's definitely something I would recommend people trying to do or get access to, to being able to do so by listening to other people. For me personally, I'm an active like visual learner. I need to be in the game in order to start to understand it and practice it. And, you know, again, start practicing, start, you know, being able to, to use or to identify ways that you can, um, level up your playing field. So your vavoom, your less for life is going to change. I don't think you should beat yourself up for not having the same feeling towards certain things that you previously had excitement by. This tells me, or at least for me, in particular, it tells me I've grown out of the things that I took a lot of excitement by and I need to broaden up my spectrum. Something that allows me to keep myself going is having either a short list or a mental list of things that I want to explore and do and I'm curious about. This doesn't mean that I'm going to be a master of. This doesn't mean that I'm going to get it right. Um, Whether it be trying a new recipe or listening to a new podcast or getting into a new show, starting a new hobby, you know, learning how to skate, whatever it may be. Uh, All of those things kind of add up to opening new doors. So you have to be very careful where you're not boxing yourself in and kind of saying, well, I reached the end of the road. This is as good as I'm going to get. Growth just signals an opportunity for you to expand you know, who you are as a person and the impact you'll have around, you know, your, your immediate or extended, um, network or community. For me personally, starting a podcast was definitely foreign to me. It was definitely something that I was not comfortable with, but I felt like I had something to say. And I felt like, you know, a podcast was a great platform for me to be able to maintain it because I don't have a team. It's just all me doing everything from uploading. You know, I don't edit my podcasts. I kind of just let it flow and I I prefer it to be that way. So, you know, I gotten feedback early on that they were like, well, when you say, um, or when you mess up a word, maybe you should edit that out. I want it to be as natural as possible. I want it to be as raw as possible. I want it to be as if you were speaking to me, you would be able to feel like you know me because of the fact that I don't filter myself when it comes to being vulnerable. And if I started to think or pretend as though this was, um, a, a, you know, meant for the standard and meant for this professional world where there was no room for error or miswords, any of those sort of things, I wouldn't appeal to the people that I care about the most and the people that I feel like would, you know, find value behind this the most. Um, I, it's, it's tricky because, you know, I definitely see myself or my goal is with this podcast or just this movement in general is that we get people more talk to talk more about the things that bother us, the things that we have been harboring or holding and seek opportunities to, 
you know, feel more comfortable about them and empowered by them and owning their story. So once you're able to get to that place, to me, that is like a win-win. Like I'm so elated. I'm so excited. You know, I feel so proud of myself, but I feel like the reality is there's too many people who don't hold, you know, um, many titles or attributes that feel like they don't belong. They don't, they're not included in the conversation and I don't want anyone to feel excluded. So regardless of your status, your background, what you've been through, I definitely want people to feel included. And I knew that doing it on this kind of, um, doing it in this way would allow people to listen from all over the world, but not only that, but just have something in their pocket that they could start, stop, get into whenever they felt, you know, they were ready to receive the information. Cause that's another thing too. When you are in a mood or in a funk or in a, a season of your life, you can experience something and not even receive it for what it's intended for. You genuinely have to take a step back and you have to understand like, okay, what's going on here? What should I be doing? What matters? What makes sense? How do I navigate this? So all of those things are important. All of those things come together. Um, and when you are vulnerable, you are open, your, you know, your pores are wide open. They're able to absorb things that they weren't before. And with your mojo, you're able to have the energy to decipher all that information and figure all that information. So that way you'll be able to put it to good use. You'll get to implement it. You'll get to celebrate it. You'll get to be encouraged by it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the whole, you know, goal behind Mojo and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's a practice. It's a practice right now. Tackling, you know, work projects are exciting for me right now. Tackling to-do lists of home decor and home responsibilities are exciting for me there are times where things are mundane right now, knowing that it's, it's raining. It's exciting for me because I am going with the flow. I am completely ex- excited and elated about the obstacles that are in front of me. I feel prepared. I feel um, tested. I feel um, embraced by challenges and I'm completely ready for whatever. I'm open to whatever. This is the state in which I like to operate where I feel like anything that I want to do, I can do. And I've been in places a couple months ago, more specifically, where I felt like I don't have that many options. I feel confined. I feel that my back is against the wall. And there were different pieces of me that needed to be dealt with because over time you neglect them or life takes its course and you kind of jump in. You're not realizing, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am not paying attention to the warning signs or to the red flags or to the things that are bothering me because I'm trying to get to the next day. I'm trying to get to my bed at night, you know, and then getting to bed and realizing I can't sleep and realizing the next day, okay, my appetite is is wandering. I have no idea where it's going. Oh, or maybe I'm drinking too much, or maybe I'm not enjoying life enough, or maybe when things are quiet, I'm sincerely lonely and it's not adding up. So all of those things deter you from your mojo and what is important by that. I highly recommend investing in, you know, even if it's the simplest things, I've said this before, when finding your mojo, you really have to sometimes go to childlike things. And a lot of it comes from child things you experienced as a child, your childhood. Now that is a very touchy subject for a lot of us because unfortunately we were unable to be raised by individuals or um, a community that was there to thoroughly invest in us, thoroughly, you know, 
um, see us through the challenges of life. And we struggled. We struggled so much because of the fact that we weren't able to find our footing early on. But later on in life, we are, you know, dealing with traumas, dealing with triggers, dealing with uncomfortable moments. But there is hope because you still have a mojo. Everybody has a mojo. That is the greatest part. Everybody has a mojo because everybody has something to contribute. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody is somebody. There is no such thing as a nobody. I don't care what anyone has ever told you because I see you as somebody and you have a purpose. And I'm so grateful you are here. I'm so grateful you are listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful that you find value in this podcast. I hope every message that I am saying you know, is relayed to you in a way that you receive, that I am speaking from nothing but good love, intentions, positivity, appreciation for who you are and who you're becoming. And even just by doing this, you are on the path of your mojo. You are finding your mojo. You are enjoying your mojo. You are looking for your mojo, whatever it may be. Um, you, you're where you're supposed to be. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. And you just have to continue to do that. And when you recognize your mojo, now this is the key thing, key, 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 key thing. A lot of times we get bright skies, we get opportunities, the light is shining. And because we are so accustomed to failure, to this isn't going to last forever, to this this feeling is just temporary, um, waiting around the corner, we're, we have like PTSD when it comes to looking for triggers and trauma. We don't appreciate, we don't bask in our mojos. We don't appreciate the high functioning super um, authentic version of ourselves, our genuine selves, because we have walked into so many situations where we've had to be, you know, protective, have our armor up, um, live in shame, create diversions from people getting close to us because we're so protective over ourselves that when we are able to breathe and have the freedom and the flexibility to be who we are, who we feel we are, we don't even see it. We don't even love on ourselves. We don't even appreciate it. And the the ratio is so small that you feel as though it doesn't make a dent. Enough of that. Enough of that mindset. Enough of that approach because you are starving yourselves. You are literally starving yourselves of everything you deserve, of everything you know you worked hard for or you believe in. There's so much freedom and flexibility in our lives and we don't even see it. We always have choices. They may not be ideal choices, but sometimes we have to make choices that we're not exactly completely happy with to get to the place that we can be happy. And when we are happy and when we are, you know, in a good moment, take a second to have a mental note, take a second to bask in that moment, take a second to have quote unquote a record of that. So that way you can be able to um, enjoy it. You can recognize it when it's there, when you see it, when you're getting there. You really have to take a second and just bask in that moment. You know, it's a very weird way to um, articulate this feeling, but it's it's the concept of, you know, stopping and smelling the roses, being still. When you are still, you can feel, you can hear you're there, you're present. If you are not that way, you're going to struggle with identifying things that are right in front of your face. And if that is your trigger, if that is your issue, then you need to reprogram. Now, what I mean by reprogram is essentially replace the feelings, the thoughts that you feel that you've learned over time 
with the, the, the feelings, the thoughts that you ideally want to have. So I'm going to give you example of this. It is something that I am currently heavily working on. So growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to have a mother um, or a father who was um, physically affectionate towards me. So I find that in my current relationships, when it came to kids that I was around or my partner, um, not, not, not as much as a partner, but more so, you know, my community, my siblings, et cetera, I struggle. There's a, there's an anxiety that comes up because it feels so foreign, but internally I want to be the most loving, caring person, both, you know, spiritually, verbally, physically, as I can possibly be, because I feel there's so many voids and people like myself who struggle with these things. Now I see others do it and I'm like, oh my God, that must be so great to just naturally be that person. I'm not naturally that person. I love hugs. I love giving hugs. I get great energy from great people who have great hugs. So thank you for your energy because it helps fuel me. But in the same breath, it is tricky for me. It's challenging for me. It's not natural. And I've had to learn through mimicking other people, absorbing other people's energy as far as how to find the right place where it's not completely awkward. So that way I can tune up my mojo, my mojo of sharing that love and, um, you know, connecting with others is important to me. And a hug is a great first step. A hug is a great way to automatically read the room. And I struggle with that. Even a hug, a pat on the back when someone's sad, all of those things encompass that. So you have to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Now, when you are in your mojo, in your highest vibrating frequency, guess what? You get to enjoy people that didn't read you before. Meaning when you are struggling, when you are you know, really going through it and not able to navigate things the way that you would like to navigate things and you're frustrated by it and you're really challenged by it because it's uncomfortable and because it's not making sense, um, you're going to entertain and you're going to be triggered by like lower level things, menial things, small things, people cutting you off, you know, somebody not texting you back. All of these things are going to bother you because you, these are, this is where you're operating out of. These are the, this is the level in which you are currently seeing and thinking it's okay. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when you are operating in your most optimal place and you're taking notes and taking opportunities and not taking anything for granted, you get to elevate yourself. You get to put yourself in a higher place where you're able to enjoy more things. You're able to make um, better opportunities happen for yourself. And because of all of that, you'll be able to enjoy other people who inspire you, who give you a new insight, who um, create opportunities for you where you feel as though, you know, you weren't expecting it. But because you've chosen to switch that part of your energy on, operate from that place and be genuine within that place, you get access to a whole nother level of individuals, usually strangers that you wouldn't have access to. And the goal is, is that if you operate from your mojo or you are vibrating, you know, higher, if you will, because of your mojo, 
you are living the most optimal life. You are living the most truest, freest life of, of ever. And I'm getting super excited by it because I just love that. I love that space because that is me connecting in me. That is me paying attention to me. That is me loving on me in ways that nobody else in this entire world except God can ever do. And that is joy. That is like complete joy and just optimal, like love, like that is unconditional. That is, you know, so supportive. So, you know, I'm just so enamored in myself because of my choice to put my mojo first. And there are boundaries. There are boundaries that are there. There are, you know, Bob and weaves there. We got to make sure that we're not, you know, stepping on landmines. There are gaslighting that will come into our world. There are boundaries that we need to reinforce. We need to um, insist upon. Um, and over time, we're able to design a, a community, a world uh, around us. Now, let me give you an example. So you're you're on this journey, walking around, trying to find your mojo, get your mojo together you're going to find obstacles, challenges that are going to come in front of you. Now, as you're starting to understand yourself, you're going to start testing out what works for you. You know, what are your reactions? What is the energy it's giving you? What are the, what's the life it's giving you? Is it giving you life in at all? You know, and as you start to understand that and start to feel that and notice that, then that means that you have to make some decisions. Now with those boundaries, you may feel guilty. You may feel, you know, shameful because that's a feeling of separation. That's a feeling of like, I'm taking a step up, but you're okay with where you're at. And that's courage. That's bravery. That's vulnerability. And that's honesty with yourself. Now, what you are doing when you choose to almost diminish yourself so that way you can you know, experience something that you're comfortable with or that you're used to is essentially what you're doing is denying yourself um, to be genuine to be who you really are, what you want to be, and to be able to have access to all the things in this life that it can give you. So you have to be wise about this one. You have to start to be optimistic about this one and what you can encounter. Now, granted, it's not going to be all roses or it's not going to be all, you know, mimosas when you, when you step over to the other side, because there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, you know, unfamiliar things things that are there to challenge you, to question, to vet you. And you have an option. Can you, are you going to run away? Are you going to step up and step into the light that you belong to be, you know, you belong in. And once you do, you're going to feel like the, why isn't this light always following me? Like, I love this light. I love it here. This is where I'm supposed to be. This makes complete sense. Everything around me is reflective of who I am. And it's so exciting and it's so new. And I'm so proud of myself. And I'm so grateful for me taking the chance on myself and loving on myself in ways that I've ignored over the past couple of years. And I want to continue to do that. I want to continue to be that person. You know, for me personally, I made it my mission to be able to love on myself a lot more and do the things that I finally can come into myself. And it started in different ways. It started on how I dressed, making sure I always upkept myself, um, making sure that my house, you know, reflects how I feel. It, just making sure that the individuals around me respect my boundaries and they love on me in the way that, um, you know, is necessary. There's so many different ways in which we can, you know, create opportunities for ourselves to 
be a better version. And it takes time. It takes, it takes practice. It takes understanding, you know, sometimes, especially when you have relationships with individuals that you're trying to get to see you in a different light, there's resistance. There's, you, you seem like you are a traitor, you're two-faced, you're unfamiliar, you're this, you're that. But it's really up to you to say, you know what? I believe in this more than anything else. And I need this. I need this to be who I want to be. And I need this so that way I can enjoy life in the way that maybe you enjoy life. And if this means that you and I are on a whole nother page, that's okay. Because that was a page I'm supposed to be on. But I've been hanging out over here for too long. And I hope that you would appreciate that, that I have decided to make this choice for myself and no one else. And there's so much flexibility and freedom behind that, that, you know, I know it can be very scary and very daunting to, to be in that place, but the reward is that you get yourself, you get to, to save yourself. And I think if everyone did that, if everyone was authentic and who they were supposed to be, this world would be so much more colorful and so much more happier and at peace and, and just in a good space. But finding and doing the work is really, really, really tricky. And I don't, I don't condemn anybody who doesn't do it because sometimes they don't have the capacity to be able to do it. But I hope that if you ever have a thought about it, you try and you try and you try again. Is every time you have an opportunity, you're always trying. And I hope for those um, of you who have noticed people doing that, you acknowledge them, you give them their credit, you allow them to grow, you allow them the space to figure things out for themselves because it makes a world of a difference to deal with a person who is whole and who is authentic and who is themselves. It's such an energy, it's such a magnet. And you know, I appreciate all of you guys in this world who are currently on that process, who are currently doing that. But your mojo is something that you definitely want to keep with you at all times because it it sincerely is such the, is is a is the best feeling when you know that you you got your mojo and nobody else does, and you get to decide what your mojo is going to be about, you know, and nobody else does. It's 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 so freeing and it's so um, beautiful. It's such a beautiful space to be in and. I hope to pour all of that hope and um, courage into you guys who are listening because you guys mean a lot to me. You certainly do. I may have never met most of you, but for those who I have, I definitely appreciate you. And for those who I haven't, I hope to meet you. I hope you reach out to me. I hope you feel as if we're friends, especially after this episode or any of my episodes, as you feel like, hey, Sam, I just want to let you know, I understand you. I feel you. I'm struggling with this X, Y, and Z. I'm your girl. We are friends. We are connected. Just because you've decided to listen to me for however long this this episode is, I know that you, that we are connected. You didn't have to listen to me. You could have turned me off a long time ago, but because you have, I sincerely appreciate it. And check out everything else that I have going on, including everythingme.com. I deeply appreciate it. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.